ready. Uh, 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 uh. One, two, three. Portals! Come on, everybody. I Where don't we believe blow you. your minds. Gonna do, do it all the time. Pop it up. Come on, everyone. Snap, crackle, pop. Snap, crackle, pop. Snap, crackle, pop. That's really good, Shinichi. Oh, well, That's really good the way you walk on up there. Thanks, Mum. Hallelujah, Mum. You gotta take him now. And. I say goodbye, Zeke. Our Kids Town guest is going to be Caleb tonight. He's going to intro Portals. Oh, tonight's your turn. Do you know Portals is his favourite? He is. He does his own Portals with his mum. Yep. You should watch it. It's very insightful. He sat at home and they did their own Portals. Thank you so much. All right, Caleb, I'm going to give you my mic. Get ready. And I need that plugged in. Right, you've done that already. You're very, very efficient. You've got everything efficiently for me. Amazing. Wow. So tonight you're going to be our, one of our special guests. Wow. That's amazing. So he's going to... Uh, is, He's going to introduce tonight. Yeah, okay, this is so good. Ready, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hello, guys. You are listening to the Portals Podcast. Wow. Wow, that's good. That's so good. Here you go. So first off, we have Pastor Nathan Cassis. Second of all, we have Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi. And then we have Dr. Robin Cassis. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. God bless you. Hi, guys. And finally, your host, Shania Anise. Oh, my, my, my. High five. Great job, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Great job. You are a budding TV presenter. Wow. Look at the gift in that one. Hallelujah. Wow. Wasn't that good? Yes, I didn't have to prep. He just went. That's good. It, it was wow. I'm so impressed. He's been practicing so well. Oh, He did that in one take. He did, awesome. right? He just came up. Okay. And now we have this. And now we have. Okay. Like, wow. I didn't have to press it or anything. You can hear it up here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. No worries. <gasps> okay. So tonight we are continuing our discussion on the fifth dimension, but I think Pastor Robin wanted to call this one ownership or dominion. And we want to talk about what the difference is. Is that right, Pastor? Ownership or dominion? We're going to go through a walk in the Word. How quickly we give our dominion away. Yes, we give our dominion away, but that doesn't mean we've lost ownership. That's what we want to talk about. Okay, but first we're going to let Pastor bring about faith because faith is what we're talking about tonight. Okay? 
Yeah, um, from what I understand, uh, what the world calls the fifth dimension is actually when you're walking in uh, like a full reality of the spiritual world in in this three-dimensional world that we live in. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring and that out. It's just another way of expressing the walk of faith. And so I've been sharing in the morning service and the evening service for the last few weeks about the, the five steps of faith, okay? Yeah. So the first step is hear the word. The second is believe the word. Yes. Speak the word. Walk the word. And then wait on the word to materialize. So uh, we got up to um, stage number two this this morning, and that is believing the word. So uh, just quickly, hearing God speak is where faith begins. Faith does not start in us it starts with God Amen. it's always started by God because it's God's work so Romans um, 10 17 faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rema or revelation of God so faith starts when you hear God tell you what he wants to do he told Abraham Get out of your father's house. Go to a place that I will show you. And then God began to, in steps, show Abraham the ultimate vision, which was to make him inherit the land of Canaan and also to have millions and millions and millions of offspring um, that would serve God. And so it, it really starts by God planting a seed vision in your heart when he speaks to you. For those of you who don't understand vision, the language of the spirit is vision. Whatever we hear in our ears creates a vision or a visual in our hearts and minds, right? I can paint you a picture in your mind right now. Vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup and hot waffles on the side. Straight away... That's a good I'm, vision. I'm saying words, but Very they're good. putting a picture in your mind. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And God communicates to us the same way. He will speak a, a sentence that paints a, a picture. You may only see a corner or one-fifth of the picture, but it's enough for you to start to grab a hold of that yeah. until it becomes materialised. And that's what Pastor uh, Rob and Pastor Nate are going to continue on in the portal. What we see as immaterial in the, in the present moment is still very much a complete reality in God's dimension. Yeah, he calls those things which are not as though they are. Do you understand? Yeah. So, you know, before you were born, you were already a reality in God. You're not a mistake. He had you in his heart and mind before he created the world. Does that, does that mean before you were born, were you not an entity? The answer is no. You became personally aware of yourself after your mother gave birth to you and then you grew into an adult. You, came, you became a living soul. You're, you're aware of yourself. But God was aware of you before you were born. Can anyone remember what they were doing before they were born? No. Because that 
awareness of who you are was not in God's timing yet. There's always a timing involved when you walk in faith. Okay? So the first step is hearing God. Hear God, hear God about relationships. Hear God about work. Hear God about your call. Hear God about healing, about how he's dealing with the workplace. What's your anointing? He wants to speak on so many things. And all you need to do is be still and listen. That's why I keep promoting communion with God. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking maybe I'll do it this year. Yay! Can I? Can, we need a reference. Amen. It's, and I'm always in that class because I always learn something fresh and new. Um, one of the... You have to do it, otherwise most, you don't get a degree. The most frequent request when we do sure. dipping night is people ask Pastor and myself... What's my call? And not just people from here. Most of you guys know your call. But people who are visiting from other churches, it is sad to hear that so many people, some of them have been Christians 20 or 30 years and they don't even know what their call is yet. And the reason is no one has actually taught them how to hear the voice of the Spirit and how to maturely respond to that voice. See what I'm saying? And so by the grace of God, our job is to train you how to hear the Holy Spirit correctly Mm. and then how to actuate what he says. Now, the scripture tells us that out of the 1.2 million people who came out of slavery in Egypt, God wanted to bring them into the land of of promise. And out of 1.2 million who heard that promise, only two made it into the land of promise. Why? Because they didn't believe the promise. Do you understand? It's not enough just to hear what God wants to do. The question is, do you believe God can do it? Do you believe what God has promised he is able to do? The reason why I say that is when Abraham was told by the Lord when he got to Canaan, He said to Abraham, go outside and count the stars. Actually. So shall your descendants be. Now, he hasn't had one child yet. And God says, do you believe me when I tell you that your descendants will be this numerous? The next scripture says, Abraham believed God and God accredited it to him as righteousness. So right way back in Genesis, that's four, five, six thousand years ago, the righteousness which is by faith was already enacted through Father Abraham. He was in good standing with God because he believed God's promise. Amen. And when we believe the promise of the cross, when we believe that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is proof enough that we are forgiven and we've passed over from judgment to life, God says you're now righteous in His eyes. Because you, like Abraham, believe that God will raise you from the dead, just like He rose Jesus from the dead. So step number one, hearing God, then believing God. And so... Very quickly, I'm sorry, I'm taking a lot of time here. No, it's good. Uh, This morning I discussed 
how to walk in to the belief. And this was talked about in Hebrews 11 verse 13. The scripture tells us that the patriarchs saw the promise at a distance, right? Oh, yeah, they saw it. They saw the word at a distance and they grasped it. This is how faith starts. They embraced it. You know, um, Abraham, when he was first told he was going to have a, a child through Sarah, <laughs> he laughed. Because in the beginning, Abraham was not a man of faith, especially in this area. You know, the Lord said, I'm going to give you a son through Sarah. And he went, <laughs> shall I have a son being a hundred years old? And shall Sarah give birth being 90 years old? Maybe we could say, <laughs> shall Donald Trump be president oh again? My God. <laughs> Just go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it. Why How many not? people have That's said what that? I thought today when you said that in the sermon, yeah. Yeah. How, I would say, Pastor, how, how many people do you tonight have laughed like that? You're starting. <laughs> About other things. No, I'm about that. That subject. Because that's oh, no, what God said, didn't he? I haven't laughed. Oh. So I'll confess, I laughed. I, we don't I thought divert that. from that. That's what God said. Amen. So faith will always involve an element of impossibility. Amen. Hello? Hello? One more again. They ain't the way. Oh, y'all the way. Y'all the way. Yep. Come on. Talk back to me. Only, 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 only when it's possible. It doesn't need faith anymore. We don't need faith anymore when it's possible. Oh, my gosh. No, I have to say it's true, Pastor. Do you know that? We don't need faith anymore for the possible. My gosh, that just landed in me. You see? You're not creating faith when it's possible. Oh. It's faith comes for the impossible. Yes. When it's possible, it's not faith, it's fact. That's right. Very good. Thank it's you. Yeah. yeah, there is a difference. So go ahead, Pastor. We're going to interrupt every now and then. <laughs> and bring you That's back right. to the reality of right now. So if, if you want to walk by faith, there's always the impossible factor. Yes. It has to be. Because God's supernatural provision... Is, is the thing that will bring the promise through. Mm -hmm. Okay? So there's always an, impossible, an impossibility factor in walking with God. And walking in faith most of the time means walking on the edge of a disaster. In other words, if God doesn't come through, everything's going to fall from the bottom. Isn't that an exciting way to live? Yeah? That's exactly right. And so sometimes God asks us to do things in faith that are crazy. He wants us to act out our confidence that we're grabbing a hold of what he's grabbed a hold of us for. And so we should uh, right? maybe, uh, you know, be, be, be a little bit crazy, doesn't he say, uh, to be foolish? Because the foolish things confound the wise. That's right. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what it said? 
Yeah. That's exactly yeah, right. That's what's said. And maybe we need to be a little crazy and declare that God said what he said and he doesn't divert from what he said. That's right. So whoever's listening, the challenges tonight, you wouldn't do too well in the word if you were around in Moses' day. Or you wouldn't be doing too well in the days of maybe we could talk about Joseph. Or maybe Shadrach, Meshach. And here we go again. <laughs> and here we go. This is what it's Oregano. all about. This is what it's all about. You want to make God normal? Stop, stop doing that. Stop doing that. He'll never be in your image. Ever. So we need to talk about, you know, faith tonight. But I want to add something that go I... I'm trying to bring my notes up here. I taught this in the dream seminar. But this can help you to understand maybe why some people are not able to attain getting into the fifth dimension and your frustration with that. Who's frustrated with some people? You're telling them, you're trying to help them. You're like, I've given you all the information. I've sent you all the links. All right, you've, come on, like, let's be real. Maybe you should let them right? sleep a little You know. More. But this is the key. Your entrance into the spirit realm is activated through your interaction with the Holy Spirit. Yes, definitely. Now, most definitely. For you to, the spirit, like the, the word of God says that we are witnesses. Now, the word there in Greek does not mean evangelists, <laughs> it means we are witnesses. We see. Right? I'm going to bring up, it's, uh, my notes are having trouble downloading. But oh. to be able to witness what he's doing in that dimension, you have to be born the Spirit. That's your entrance into Hallelujah. the Spirit realm. If you're not born in the Spirit, you're not going to see it. So I want to help you. If you're sending things to people that are not born of the Spirit, it doesn't matter how many things you send them, they're not going to see it because they can't get into that dimension. They have no legal access card. That's right. Okay, so your spirit to be choice with revelation so that you don't cast your pearl before swine. Not calling them swine, but you have to be very conscientious because, and it's not even being baptised in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. It's actively having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Someone can be baptised in the Holy Spirit and never speak in tongues or have a relationship with Him ever again. They have to be in constant communication. Give a breath so she can give you a... Oh, sorry. Hallelujah. But you know what I'm saying? Because we need to remember the witness... The, able, the, the way that we are able to observe in that dimension, this is quantum physics, I'm giving you the science, is the access door is the Holy Spirit. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is God on earth. Jesus is seated in heavenly places and the Father is on the throne. So if the Lord is revealing anything, it's through His Spirit. But if you aren't awakened to His Spirit, you don't get to have it revealed. And so I changed my tactics. Now, I said last week about some people, you know, um, I was, it was a pretty hard word because I said last week, some people that are evil have just got to go. Yeah. 
You know, God's not going to toy with people. Don't wrestle with people that won't wrestle with God. No, right. I don't think that's a pretty hard word. Well, I think that's a cool I went back and I was scripture. like, oh, that sounded hard. No, it wasn't. But <laughs> what, I'm, what I want us to grasp is those people... Now, again, I say this with all gentleness and sincerity. Do you hear what I said before? You've been gifted with the revelation. It's an honour. It's a reward. It's a gift. Don't give it to people that won't treat it like a gift. It's like... Uh, it's your treasure. The, the proverb says it's up. Kings search out secrets. Yep. Kings, servants... Don't search out secrets. Mm. That's what Proverbs said. Kings search out secrets, the unknown things. Yeah. So if you want to be a king and be, and I believe it's in the New Testament, he said, I will reveal, I will, uh, in paraphrasing, I will give unto you the mysteries. Yeah, the mysteries. The mysteries. So this revelation is a mystery that God is revealing to this church. Don't expect your mother, your grandfather, your cousin, your uncle, your aunt to get the mystery if they're not in an active relationship with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit because they can't go in. They can't witness. The Holy Spirit is what qualifies them to witness. So let me put your frustration at end. It doesn't matter how many... Articles you send them from NBC proving your point. They still won't see it. I don't think you're going to prove your point with NBC. But, you know, we do that. We're like, well, let me send you an article from this source because you'll listen to this source. No, no, no. You've got to let the Holy Spirit. No. You've got to let the Holy Spirit. He agrees. Reveal to them like he revealed to us. Because by him, catch me, church, by him revealing to them, they qualify to become witnesses. If you reveal it to them, they don't qualify to become witnesses. And so they'll never live in that dimension. They'll never live there. They might visit. Oh, they go in and out. But they'll never live there. Third, fourth. Because the revelation that he revealed to you made you a witness by His Spirit. And now because of that, you qualify to live in that dimension. Wow, you, when, when you came through, you really came through last night. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. But that From goes with faith, faith. Because that goes with faith because we're talking about where faith is born. It's born of the Spirit. It's not born of facts or the flesh. Okay. Now, what we want to anyway, do right now, Pastor... Uh, we want to. Um, we've talked about the fifth dimension. Now we want to have a look at the fifth dimension through the Word of God. Very shortly, men call Abraham. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, he went to see. <laughs> he had to go and count the stars. Then he counted the grains of sand. What was he doing, guys? Was he moving out of the third, fourth dimension, moving into the fifth dimension, where? Pastor, where we collapse and then we start to see. First, just the first, how do I get that faith, you would say? How do I get that faith? How can I be like Abraham or 
at the time his name was Abram. But how can I get that? You have to walk in the fifth dimension. Do you ever see it as the fifth dimension? You will never get it if you're walking in the third dimension. Have a look around now. Just take a little look around. Welcome to the third dimension. This is all that moves you. What you see, feel and hear. You have to go beyond that. You know I've taught you so many times in the course that there are five spiritual senses and you're so busy living in the five natural senses that you never move to the five spiritual senses. And you should know it, students. You should know it by now. I've said it. If you don't know it, go back, get your notes and go through them again. So that's just one person, you see. So how can we, in as, as uh, say, um, let's uh, think about this for a minute. How can we, as prophetic people, grab what the prophetic ministry is saying today? Stay in the third dimension. No. No. No, don't play. <laughs> Thank you. Don't play with the third and fourth dimension, right? Because you'll have utter confusion. You'll have confusion. You visit, come back, visit. A double-minded man is unstable in all these ways. I think mm. that's what they're meaning when they say toss between the third and the fourth all the time, you'll be a double-minded man in all your ways. So it's when you move in to the fifth dimension, yeah. when you move into that spiritual place, not being of this world anymore, but just in it for a purpose. When you move into that place, then you begin to see fifth dimension. And so, you know, explain again how we collapse. Yeah, I just want to, um, I want to actually read my notes because if you did the dream seminar, you, we would have talked on this quite a bit. But um, just continue for one second, Pastor Tony, and I'll find my notes. Yeah, there's, Pastor, if, you, if I Go. can. Mm. There's, there's an element of walking in faith where the, the seed of the word seemingly dies. Yeah. Okay. And every promise you get from God. Is that the death of something? Yeah. You'll go, mm. you go to this point in your faith process where you think the, the promise has died. Anybody uh, recognise that? For Abraham, this was offering Isaac on the altar at Mount Moriah. Yeah. Mm. See, he actually had to let the promise die. At the moment, President Trump, the promise of his second term has died, it seems. It's in the grave. But unless a grain of, of seed, a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it's, it's a, going to abide alone. So every prophetic word will, has this stage where the recipient feels like it's dead in the water. Who's had a vision they feel has died? Okay, well, that's okay. Praise God. You're still in process. That's not the period at the end of the sentence. 
It's a comma. Sometimes it's a second, sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a year. Whatever that period time slot is, don't give up because God is going to resurrect it by his power, which will give you the assurance that he wants it more than you. I, I think the word death, uh, you know, the way the Lord looks at death is totally different than the way we look at death. We look at death as final. He does not. He doesn't. He looks at it as eternal. But, it, but Pastor, even in Jesus' ministry for three years, Hey, I want one of them. When Jesus was ministering on earth, there were numerous times when death was not final. Yeah. Certainly wasn't for Lazarus. Jairus' was daughter, Lazarus, the, the woman at Nain. But it was for those that were living in the third dimension. Oh my wow. Oh. The mourners. Send out the mourners. Yep. Because they can't see beyond their mourning. Yes. And, and, and the purpose of that, that stage of dying to the vision is for two purposes. It's, it's you, the Lord showing you that you, your efforts have, have not changed the situation, right? Oh, and secondly... Goodness. And your energy. That's right. When God brings it into full fruition, yeah. you will fully know that it was His energy, His work... His faithfulness, right? And therefore, you will trust Him to sustain the vision. Mm. And, Do you understand? And, and also the energy that we, that we can uh, sometimes think of is really a person living inside. Not just an energy, but a person. Mm. Christ in me, the hope of this situation. So I can't let go what God has spoken to me. Then I would, like you said this morning, have to let everything go. Yep. I don't have a problem in saying I was wrong if I was wrong. I have no problem with that. But I will not say I'm wrong just to make people feel good. Right. Come on. And you, as the... Children of God should not say you're wrong to your family just to make them feel good. Right. Right. Just saying. Because they won't feel good. Nope. They won't feel good because they'll believe a lie. And when you believe a lie, you don't feel good. So, you know, we, we really want to have a look at maybe, uh, you know, who else had worked in quantum physics in the Bible and came into fifth dimension? But there's something I need to say to you that you need, again, I said it last week and I'll say it again, read the Constitution. Don't refuse to read it. Go back and read it because God put it there for a reason. 
guys, I've just come in to this, you know, coming to uh, America, not knowing the Constitution, but knowing the God of the Constitution, which led me to the Constitution. But do you know something? I was talking to the Lord about this. You know, you chat with him on the way to the gym. And this morning he told me... It's my pre-workout. He told me this morning and I contacted you straight away. And he said, uh, what was the words I said again? Let me say it. Don't let up. Don't let up. And I went, wow, okay, okay, I'm not letting up. He said, don't let up. Don't let lack of faith come into the church. And so uh, I won't be letting up on that one, I can tell you. More than you want it, I want it for you. And if you start to waver, you will start to waver in your faith in every area. In every area. And then there will be doubt and question marks and then that will start a whole cycle and a chain reaction that you won't be able to stop. Oh, the enemy is sly. He'll start throwing, did I really hear God when I moved oh, to New York? did I hear God? Did God really say that? Um, did I hear God when I asked that person you know, um, yeah. to move there, there in with is me? A, a, I have a little saying that John, um, you know, did for me. He did a, an illustration. It was all about, you know, in the Garden of Eden, did I really hear God? Like when I was going for my, my visa, it was, did I really hear God? Yes, I heard him several times I got my visa. And then it came down to a uh, green card. Wow, did, did I really hear God? And God said, keep saying yes. Keep saying yes. I have my green card. Hallelujah. And I had that sign that John gave me and it was put up there the whole time and I collapsed what I heard into reality. You see? And so, uh, and and by the way, when I got my green card, (laughs) the government had shut down. Wasn't that the case? The yeah. government had shut down. They Same weren't. My visa. It was the middle of they the told me it wouldn't be until 2022. Uh, and it, I got my green card. We both did. We got our green card, and uh, they weren't. Uh, the government had shut down, so we were not. Remember when Trump shut the government down, or the other side shut the government down? Whatever, it got shut down, and there was no chance of getting any communication. And there was no chance of anything coming through. And uh, I went on holidays and while I was on holidays, we got communication from our lawyer who said, uh, you've got your green card. And we, he said, but I don't know when it's going to arrive. And we said, well, we're on holiday. When we come back off holiday, we'll leave that in God's hands as well. Um, Then he contacted us again and said to us, I think it was a week later, and said, your green card's here waiting at the office. Come and pick it up. Uh -uh. You see? You see, remember that, Pastor? And you got your visa 
the very week after you applied for it. Didn't know it because the silly COVID it was be there. Processed because of COVID. Yeah. For tw for two years. <laughs> they said it, it wouldn't it be processed. Got it a week later. For twenty to twenty twenty two. And I looked on the date of the approval. I submitted in March. It was approved in April 2020. Yeah. Just took nine months to get to me, but praise God. It didn't matter. Grew your faith. Grew my faith. Grew your faith. I want to I read something that um, speaks to this observer effect. Yep. Because I also want to bring the reality that, yes, we abide and we live in the heavenlies, but we also live on the earth. And so we can't become, you know, so heavenly minded that we're no, no we're earthly, no earthly good. good. An right? ethereal figure with dead feet. Is, this is the key. Okay, this is the key. You got um, that, didn't you? Which one? With dangling yeah. feet, yes. Yeah, so we're going to hit it, baby. <laughs> the theory what was figure? the one that you used to say? Uh, flitting here and flitting, flitting there. there. Where's the Vanessa? Flitting there. here no, and flitting there. not an ethereal figure with dangling feet. I yes. want some steak on the plate while I wait. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, All right, so I'm going to read a couple of statements to you. You hit that, didn't you? And I want you to grab them, okay? So according to quantum physics, much more is happening than we ever realise. Because before we actually imitate and model Jesus and live into truth that we see in the fifth dimension, in those realms, before we actively follow his lead, remember he said, I only do what I see my father doing. So that was him following his father's lead. We are to see what Jesus is doing. You know, Paul said, you know, you behold him. Our very act of observation already plays a part in creating in our world what we see in his. Okay. I'm going science here, so catch me, right? That's, that's scripture. Okay. By seeing and agreeing with the meaning of what we see, we help bring about that message. Right? So we want to change what we observe. Here we go. In this realm, right? So that it's not just a fifth dimension reality. It's visible in this reality. Follow me. We witness Jesus and his kingdom in that realm. But we compare it with this realm and it doesn't look the same. Com yes, you agree? So we look into the heavenlies where we're seated, where we exercise our legislative spiritual authority. We decree and declare. But when we come back out of that realm, we see things are not what we see in the heavenlies. Right? Follow me. Okay. To apply the observer effect to the universe, right, literally means that God himself is the ultimate observer because he sees all in everything all at the same time. So the observer effect for us is through superposition in quantum physics where we can be in two places at the same time, meaning if you close your eyes right now, and you begin to imagine yourself at Central Park, you are here in this room, but through superposition, you are in another realm seeing yourself somewhere else. And you begin to be able to look at yourself. It's like you can even look, close your eyes. I'll get you activated. Close your eyes and see yourself 
sitting on the chair. You just activated superposition. You've stepped into the imagination realm and you're looking at yourself in the physical realm. Can you catch what I'm saying? Yes, that's in this is the vision of the spirit that he talked about. Faith, the language, it's vision. Yeah, vision. Right? Mm. So we see in our spirit realm what is available to us and then through agreeing with what we see, we say yes to all that God has released and intended in that realm. The act of visual agreement becomes the very bridge through which God is now able to release the promises of heaven into this realm. Mm. So can you just give them an example? Everyone's looking at me like this. Okay. Yeah, it was right. a mouthful. So I'm sorry. you see into the heavenlies, but you are not physically in the heavenlies. The fact that you're seeing into that realm, but yet you're still on earth means you are a bridge. You're in two places at the same time. So God uses you as the bridge between the supernatural yes. and the natural to accomplish His purpose. Wow. If you don't see it, He can't release it. Right. If you don't observe it, there's no bridge. And, and this is why, and this is why the, the God said to Abram, you must see it. You must see it. Go out and observe it. Go out and see the stars in the sky. Go out and see the grains of sand. And then when you see them, start to count them. Start to count them. You see? This is what it is all about. We thought we had to get hyper-faith. Hyper faith. If I say it enough, I'll believe it. Right. Nonsense. You will never believe it if you say it enough. Because you'll have to keep saying it. Oh, my goodness. And that's not what Jesus said. Whatever he sees his father doing, he does. Whatever he hears his father saying, yep. he says. But he didn't go around all day repeating it. Oh. He didn't. He never went round. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I've got to keep repeating what my father said. I've got to keep repeating. He only said it once in the morning in the presence of his father saying, I see what you see, father. Now I'll go do what you do. You see? So we have to go beyond this trying to shove all this spiritual stuff into a natural thinking. Wow. Can't do it, Pastor. Can't do it, people. You cannot do it. You may as well sit up all day and all night and keep on saying yeah. it, thinking you say it. It's got magic and it's going to work. It is not going to work through magic. Mm. It is not. God put in place quantum physics. He put in place a plan, a way to do it. The key here is 
If you've done abiding in Christ, you're going to holler and shout. I'm talking shout. abiding, aren't I? The key here is when you look into that realm, are you looking at your life or are you looking at his? Because it's not your life. Remember someone living in you. It's him living his life in you. That's good. That's so good. when you look into that realm, you see Jesus, I see Jesus and what he wants to live from the heavenlies. Now, because I see it, I see how Jesus wants to live through Nathan, Nathan Cassis for today. In me, yes. And the scripture says, to back it up, John 14, 10, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own. Instead, it is the Father dwelling in me, performing his works. So Jesus is saying, I'm not doing what I see me doing in that realm. I'm doing what I see my Father doing. And by me being on the earth, I'm the bridge for the Father's works to be communicated to this earth realm. Now, it's really important because this is a very big key. This takes place whether you understand the full ramifications of obedience or not. Mm. Meaning you can look into a realm if you're not walking in obedience and collapse some things that God is not ready to collapse. Ooh. Yeah, they want to talk about it. Because remember, this gift is given it works, to you. Pastor, that's why. Because but the gift it works. is given to you. It doesn't mean you don't have to be a Christian to see into the spiritual realm. No. Psychics see into that realm. People Demons use see into that realm. Physics that are not even Christians. New age people see into that realm. It's illegal. Yours is legal. That's right. But why it's important is because if you're not letting his life yeah. be the life that you manifest, you will begin to try and make it your life. And, and you'll make it your energy. That you collapse. Oh, come on. Can you go into that? Because I've seen a lot of... Got to bring it back to relationship. The church adapting the manifesting. Like, oh, let yeah, me manifest yeah, this dream. Let me yeah, manifest that yeah, dream. That's and that's right. the key of the difference. The difference is it's God's vision in you, not you trying to manifest your own destiny, your own dream. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Very true. That sounds like a bit like abiding. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, yeah. but the whole thing. It's relationship. Yes. Because I don't want us to get into this mindset. Well, I can see into that realm and visualize what I want and right. collapse it. Exactly. No, no, no. You shouldn't be seeing what you want. That's not in that realm. No. When you look into the heavenlies, you're seeing his life. Mm, mm, mm. His see, will. You see, it's it's his something. emotions. Yeah, it's <laughs> something to do with those five senses, spiritual senses. They can only operate in the fifth dimension, and and uh, the trouble is with us. We're trying to make them operate in the third dimension, <laughs> and we think that uh, the eyes of our understanding will be open. Well, you're never going to have the eyes of your understanding open unless you're walking in a realm where they do open. It's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing that becomes a physical thing. Amen. Not a physical thing that becomes a spiritual thing. Mm. We're always trying to turn it around. 
Now, with that, I sort of said to the Lord, I said, Lord, um, there's a lot going on that we need to collapse into the, from the spirit into the natural. But it must be as a result of Jesus. It can't be as a result of an energy. Wow, my energy. You know, I'm picking up on the cosmos. Well, then throw it away again as far as you picked up on it. Because that's a form of witchcraft. Sorry, but God might allow people for that because it might lead them somewhere. But it's not going to be allowed by the church, I can tell you right now. So that's totally illegal, cannot be done, don't do it. And come back to the reason why it works. It works because we know that one who is in the fifth dimension lives inside of us. Do you get this? So it's the one living inside of us, not an energy, not an ability of our own. The moment you start to do things like that, brothers and sisters, you will find yourself doubting. You will find yourself vacillating. You will find yourself in utter confusion. And then you'll slip back into the fourth dimension. It won't take long before you're back into the third dimension again. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Okay. So, in saying that, I... Can I just add one thing? Oh, please. It's an oxymoron. There is no energy in the fifth realm. (laughs) Okay. There's only spirit. That's right. So, it's a lie. Yeah. There is no energy. So, what I wanted to say is I went back to the Lord and I said to the Lord, Lord, um, why do people vacillate in these things? Why are they vacillating? I want you to think about this, guys. I really do. You've been used to living with evil for too long. I have to say it because it's true. Wow, everything's going off. The alarm, people calling on Skype. Wonderful. Great. Let's start some energy of the Holy (laughs) Spirit right now. Come on, guys. Let's get some power exchange going here. And so what I said to the Lord, but I'm not used to that, Lord. I never came, I came from a country that didn't talk about trafficking children. Maybe it was there, but it was hidden underneath. But in this country, it shocked me the very first time I heard it. I'm not used to living with evil. But we are here in this country. Oh, another statistic. Oh, so many kids trafficked. Oh, this happened. Abortion. We're just so used to living with it. I'm not used to living with it. Only when you're living in the third dimension do you get used to living with it. Because there is not to be evil in the fifth dimension. There is not to be evil in the fifth dimension. Go ahead. What I mean by energy is, uh, Pastor Christy taught on this last night, 
in the tabernacle, and we'll get into some things about that. But in the tabernacle, there was a lamp <laughs> because the light was not yet the light who is Christ, Jesus. Yes. But there's no more lamps in that dimension. So let's there's no it. more pseudo lights. He is the light. Yeah, so he we is the light of the world. The natural light. So all of this heebie-jeebie about, oh, energy and, you know, um, there's, there's nothing in the, in the spirit. You know, burning a burning sage. Well, you're just asking demons to come in. Right. You cleanse them nothing. You just really contaminate, contaminating a lot. Right. And I hope you don't burn yourself because you might be the energy you're trying to burn away. But that might, that's another conversation. Go ahead, Pastor. So we create a spiritual atmosphere by burning incense. No. Jesus right. is Lord. Gee, it gives me a very sore nose, actually. I don't like the smell. If I'm going to smell something, I'll move in the fifth dimension where... I have smelt the perfume of the Lord. Right. That's it. If you've ever smelt the perfume of the Lord, it clears every part of your senses, your nose, every part. Do you remember that, don't you? All the way just clears it. Well, what's it smell like? Nothing like I've ever smelt before. And so uh, that's part of fifth dimension living. Being in, in the atmosphere and in, in, in that place of the Lord. Now, uh, I, I said to the Lord, so as the church, we're having so many problems with the church, a split down the middle, Lord, to do with this uh, one believing one thing, another believing another. And... Uh, no, I mean, you can't make people believe what you believe, but they can't make you believe. And that's what we're seeing too much of, way too much of it. Mothers are being told by children to believe what we believe. Otherwise, it'll split the family. Well, maybe the family needs a split. Because without... The Bible says... Is it a family? <laughs> Because God says, unless you give your mother and father up, you're not worthy of my kingdom. And if you don't give your children up, you're not worthy of my kingdom. Because your children mean more to you than God does. Let me go and kiss them. Nope. No, come on, guys. I've got to be straight with you. You can't live in two dimensions and not have the devil involved in those ones. I don't want to live in the third. I don't want to live in the fourth. I want to live where there isn't evil. I don't ever want to get used to evil. Jesus didn't ever get used to evil. We have to see this. And to answer someone's question online, they said, why are we using the words fourth and fifth dimension when it sounds like what we mean is in the spirit? Because that they are literal dimensions. <laughs> Third, fourth and fifth. Just like there's three heavens, there are literal dimensions, okay? You can say in the spirit, but don't get hung up on that. It, don't, don't lose the focus yeah. of what we're saying, okay? Because that there are literal dimensions. And if you need the science, I can show you and prove it to you, Okay. But we are literally saying in the heavenlies, right? And if you want us to please you by saying in the heavenlies, we will. But you're being religious. Yep. 
You're being religious. You gotta, you gotta get rid of that thinking, okay? Because we're not walking out of the word of God. We're staying within the confines of the word of God. But there is truth to the third and fourth ahead, and fifth dimension, just like there's truth to the first and second, second and, and third, third heavens. heavens. Okay? So if we're going to get really nitty gritty, then we've got to go all the way. Yeah. All right? We can't pick and choose. So I just want to help that person to understand there is an actual truth with is what we're saying. Is anybody getting this? Are you it's enjoying important. it? You understand? It's very it? important. Very important. Very good. Pastor, why don't you come in with the scriptures and uh, just say what uh, you need to say. To do with the dimensions? I to do with what Pastor just said. Yeah, it's true because uh, this is why we have two eyes, not one. <laughs> really? The fact that I can do this is because I have a three-dimensional capability of distance and time. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's why there's a trinity in the Godhead and not one God. So whatever truth there is in the spirit, there's a scientific counterpart to that. That's all Nate's been saying. So whether we say dimension or in the spiritual realm, what is the soul realm? Come on. First dimension is just physical senses, right? Physical matter. But what's the soul realm? What, what does love, how do you translate love, hate, fear, That's actually the fourth dimension. envy? See, there we go. The soul is the fourth dimension. It's, the, they, it's the bridge. Are they not real entities, these things? Of course they are. It's the bridge. Yeah. It's yeah. the next step up. You can't measure love. No. You can't measure hope or faith. But yet, it's there. You don't see it, but it's there. And so the people that we are trying to minister to... Tell us. They want to see what we see, with, but they can't because they don't understand. And so therefore, you leave them alone. Leave them alone. Let them believe what they want to believe. And uh, they're going to have to find out. They're going to have to find out that living in the third dimension, they will never understand. Don't get hung up, people, on third and fourth and fifth. It's like one, two, three. If I said the first, the second or the third, it's just a word. And if you're getting hung up on it, it's because you're seeing it more something from the devil rather than from God. God is the creator. He created it and the devil stole it. So stop giving it back to him because you're doing exactly what you what they did, exactly what they did we in, right in now the Garden of Eden. Giving dominion back to the devil. Oh, my now, you've got to see this. This is okay? the truth. This is the truth. You've got to see this. You're giving dominion back to the devil. You yeah. really are. Wow. And you're so religious, people. You are so religious. And so you think religion is going to get you somewhere. Where it never got you saved. Remember Martin Luther? <laughs> Remember what he said? She's going there. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Wow, 
He was trying to collapse something into that world. He was trying to collapse something that was real and bring it into a place where it could be reality. You By see? collapse, someone again on, online, a visitor asked, what does collapse mean? Oh. It's literally just translating it from that world into this dimension. I'll give you an example. All throughout the Old Testament, the tabernacle is a visual for the children of Israel to collapse, literally being the temple of the Holy Spirit. For hundreds of years, God gave them the visual to help them understand. Let's be real. They weren't ready for full intimacy. No. They weren't ready. So the God had to meet them where they were at, just like you met Abraham where, they, where he was at, and give them a visual. See, God will always accompany your faith with a visual. Because when you look at something, here's the key, by observing something, it transforms you. You can't be transformed until you see something. You can hear something and not be transformed. That's why the world says it goes in one ear and right out the other. Okay, Pastor wants to add. Yeah. Just to go back to the very beginning when God was fellowshipping with, you know, Adam and Eve, the human race. Remember that was unrestricted fellowship. Yep. God actually came down from his throne in the form of the Son of God. I believe it was Jesus in the garden. Amen. Not the Father. Right? But once sin came in, the Lord expelled the the original couple, out of the garden, but God still was able to fellowship with them at the gate of the garden. Do you understand? Yeah. So he, he, he introduced the sacrificial God offering. God bless, guys. God, yeah, Get God it bless. online. And so there, there are points in history and one last time in the future where God dwells with Mankind. The first time was in the garden. The second time was in the tabernacle. And this is why in the tabernacle there was such a strict sacrificial and ceremonial service in order to maintain God's presence Mm. on earth. Because now he's coming into a camp full of sinners. And if Mm. anyone approaches him wrong or they, they end up dying. You understand? Mm. And so, and then when God inhabited the temple in, in, in Solomon's temple, the same principle applied. There was, there was a vision that Ezekiel saw that he, he, he saw the throne of God lift off the, the temple proper and it started moving out away from the city for the same reason. Their sins had forced him out of the temple house And then it stopped on the Mount of Olives and that's the last time you hear of God's presence being in the Israeli temple until Jesus comes and dwells among us. Do you understand? That's why Jesus had to come from the Mount of Olives, get on a donkey and walk into the temple the first time. Do you understand? There you go. The presence of God went into heaven again and came down through Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. Mm. But he made sure to fulfill prophecy that he visited Bethany on the Mount of Olives before he walked back into the temple. And where did he leave the earth? The Mount of Olives. Mm. So that the angels said to the apostles, the way you saw 
Jesus leaving is the way he's coming back for the last time. Mm. Remember, he comes from heaven, he hits the Mount of Olives, and then yes. he walks straight into the city of Jerusalem and he establishes his kingdom. The reason why I'm saying that is Colossians chapter 2 says, If therefore you have been raised with Christ, set your mind on things above where Christ is. That's the fifth dimension. Wow. Do you understand? There it is for you. And it's going to be like that. We have a connection through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, we're in that above dimension. We're in that caught up to God dimension. But we have to practice it on a daily basis to overcome the world. Yeah, you have to observe it. Yes. I've got here... The forces of heaven will remain in a spiritual state of possibility until someone on earth observes them. Wow. Wow. Say that again. So remember the quantum physics, the waves of possibility. Every possible outcome yeah. is possible. Yeah. But until someone on earth sees what is going on there, collapses it, yeah. it, 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 it stays in a possibility state as a hypothetical you don't want the will of God to stay as a hypothetical or as a possibility. You want it to become tangible reality. This is what Jesus did. He got up in the morning. He saw his father. He saw what his father was doing. He saw his father leading him back down the mount to yes. fulfill prophecy. It wasn't just by chance that he walked there. No. Everything was a purpose and had, um, you know, destiny attached to it. Because he could see what his father was doing. He saw his father, I said it last week, picking up the dirt and putting it in the man's eye. He saw his father saying to the lame man, get up, it's time to walk. So he collapsed possibility to reality. Yeah. Now, I bring it to this election. If we don't see it. Oh, good. I want to come in. As the church... Because a lot of churches pretending like they see it, but now they're, they're beginning to dwindle off and say, oh, we missed it. I'm going to be real straight. If we don't see it, then it will remain a possibility. So we have to keep attaching the visual of what we know. We've heard God say first step, hearing, believing, speaking. We have to keep seeing what God has said will be performed, performed. Because that will make it a reality on this earth. If talk New York is the remnant that he chooses, then so be it. And I think we need to come back to what the Lord said to us, a word. It was called why. Why? And have you been asking why? You see, if we want to bring it back to this reality... Um, why? Why is this to happen? Why is, you know, we could say when, how and all this, but the word is why. Why is it to happen? Because of righteousness. Because the God wants to show himself a righteous God. And you see, you've been used to living with unrighteousness. And... He doesn't want that. Now, somebody would say, maybe, they would say that uh, when Jesus was on this earth, there was evil. And yes, there was. But once the cross came, <laughs> it 
excuse me, once the cross came, he destroyed. He destroyed the work of the devil. We don't have to live with the work of the devil anymore. It went through the cross. It came up to the cross. It went through the cross. It was covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't have to live in this world of evil anymore. Now, come down to the Constitution. It was written by the hand of God through men who were God's men. It was written, read it. Go back and read it. And then you will get to know your God who gave this land to people as a blessing. That constitution has been played with. A good thing I think I read last night, it was put in the garbage. In a garbage bin. We don't need it anymore. Because we don't need God anymore. We don't believe in God anymore. Doesn't change it. God is God. And so when you get an idea of why, then you will get to see a righteous God. Not because he wants to prove a point, Pastor. Because he's a righteous God. He does not want me or you to live with unrighteousness anymore. Knocking at our door. So he gave a constitution. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Carmen said, let's bring God back to America. The man who was before his time that knew what the Constitution means. Mm. If you want to live like a slave, guys, go ahead. But I don't intend to live like a slave. I don't intend to live like a commodity or merchandise. Anything like that. And that is because in the Constitution... It doesn't tell us to live like that. But the way that the evil wants to bring it forth causes you to live like that. And so I wanted to uh, show you something. Debbie, are you ready? I want it to be put up here. And I want you to read it. It's going to shock you. It's because I've heard politicians say, we don't need the Constitution anymore. Right. We're not even going to rewrite it. We're just going to get rid of it. How can you do that, church? How can you believe that's God mm. when God wrote it in the first place? Godly men. What's he changed his mind now? Pastor... Oh, wow. Look at this. Okay. (laughs) Come on up, Deb. Read it to us. Be very surprised what you've agreed to. 
You're going to be very surprised. Where are you, Debs? Let somebody organise that, please. You need to be informed why God is doing what he's doing. You just got yourself caught up in a silly feeling to do with a man instead of a God. This is it, Pastor. Yeah. Getting yourself so caught up. Giving your dominion away. Giving right your dominion away. Can you, I will make sure you guys can take a picture of it. I want Debbie to read it to you. Uh, yes. Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look. We know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you, so it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV. Hit that button, baby. Well, everybody, that was definitely a flesh burner. And because of so much power that was in that portal, we're going to give you a second to take it in, to re-listen, to let it marinate. So we've added a special bonus second part of this portal on in the next episode. So make sure you listen, make sure you go back and listen over to this one. And then don't forget to listen to the next part so that you can finalize what God has been teaching us and exercising our authority.